<laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Tea and Tequila. I am Mela. The tea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're not doing that type of thing. Uh, and I'm Steph, the tequila. Did you continue the joke? <laughs> I had to finish it. I just, just had to finish it. Don't so, be pulling your drink now. Oh, it's your microphone. Yeah, which is just as bad. It's because it's oh, I put it on the table weird. That's my bad. Anyway, um, so today's episode is going to definitely be controversial. It'll probably also be two part episode. Um, when I put it on YouTube, I may split it up or keep it all one whole, depending on how it flows. But when we release it onto like. Spotify and Apple Podcasts, it will be two episodes. So today's topic is what is it to what does it mean to be a woman? Um, and I will preface this whole thing by saying, like, we will not be talking about like the LBGDQ plus in this podcast, or like so nothing about like women in sports, transgenders in sports, men, what does that mean in society today? Like that's a whole nother topic. Um that we are not necessarily going to discuss in this particular episode, but I did want to touch on it just to say that we do acknowledge that that is a thing and that is a conversation that is happening just for the purpose of this podcast or this episode, I should say, like, that's just not our main focus. That's, Agreed. there we go. <laughs> um, yeah. And I actually do have somebody, one of my friends actually does want to go on, what does want to come on the podcast when we talk about like transgender issues oh, rights all that and it's interesting because he is a man but he's also a gay man so you know we got to represent i just all. love having everyone's opinions so let's do it yeah we're gonna have a whole bunch of different opinions on here so i just wanted to start off um with like just what is the definition of a woman i'm gonna give miriam's definition of it miriam webster if you don't know um <laughs> on a first name basis of course um even though i think miriam is the last name of like the guy who invented it but whatever oh yeah yeah um oh, and then i'm gonna give like my definition and steph will give hers and then we'll kind of expand on it as we go through this episode but so miriam webster pretty much is straightforward it's literally says an adult female person or a female belonging to a particular category as by birth resident membership or occupation um usually used in combination which that as definition that doesn't even make any sense to me but <laughs> yeah I'll, to be honest with you i was so confused when i read that i was like um but whatever miriam go off um so like to me i define it as someone who identifies with the societal and biological aspects of being a woman um i know that that kind of opens it up to a very wide group of people but i do think when you're talking about being a woman, a lot of that is like sociologically or like societally based. So that's kind of why I went with the definition I did. Um, yeah. And you can take from that what you want, but that's just <laughs> kind of how I view okay, it. Okay. So then, but so then that's what the dictionary says. But what do you say? Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. The part where like, I say it's someone who identifies with the societal and biological aspects of being a woman. Okay, so that's that's just like that's my 
Yeah, that's my that's, definition. That sounds like a that sounds like a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be a little more casual about it. No, I, that is my casual definition. Okay. Don't ask us like would be lawyer to define something. Okay. Oh my god, I'm, I'm going to just. I don't even know how I'm going to sound next to you in this podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, I would say my definition of a woman is to be determined. <laughs> to be honest with you, I definitely am. Like, I, I never really thought about it. Like, when I was younger, I genuinely do like the whole idea of like the whole homekeeper thing. Like my mom was stay home mom and I never thought that was weird or like a, I didn't realize it was a privilege. And um, I was never really like, I was never really like, I never had the idea of, okay, well, what am I going to do when I grow up? You know, that wasn't really like one of the, I wasn't one of those kids. I was like, so when I'm a famous singer, because that's really what I wanted to do for the longest, 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 longest time. Um, I like lived in a fantasy world and was lucky enough to do so, but now I'm only like in the last few years been like actually for lack of better terms, awakened to a different type of womanhood. And so I think that it's difficult for me right now because like I feel like my entire womanhood is being pulled in two different directions right now because like I just came a mom so I want to stay home with the kids but I also really don't all the time like I love being here and I love having these like like nurturing days and the mornings and the slowness and the you know the things and all that but like I genuinely I've been itching to get back into something which is why I started doing this with you I was like you know what we're just gonna start somewhere we're going to start somewhere, somewhere simple. And this is simple. It's with a friend. It's easy. And it's a way to get out there and just connect with the community because like, I'm not the same person I was before and I'm trying to figure out who I am now. And so I think that kind of all ties in with the whole woman thing, because in one moment I'm feeling really pulled to nurture and nest down. And then another minute I'm like, flying out of the nest, free bird, like, oh my God, where are we going? Like, what are we seeing? What are we experiencing? I want to be alive. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. That's a good question. What is a woman? Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's still like an acceptable answer. I think not having a definition is like, especially into like, as you're getting older and coming to terms with a lot more like aspects of your own self, I feel like that's a very, cause I do feel like in a part, like while there's like the textbook definition, there's also, what is so funny? <laughs> oh, she didn't see. Uh, I have a stain on my shirt guys. And I, it's oh. it, and I just pointed to it and like winked and laughed. Um, just to acknowledge that. Yes, I know. I have a stain on one of my favorite t-shirts and um, it's spaghetti sauce. It was good. <laughs> um now nah, I completely lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Oh, I think that like it's it's it is okay, like especially as it's coming to terms um within yourself about like as you get older and embracing different aspects of stuff that you may not have 
dealt with before or didn't have to confront before, be it like being mom, not wanting to be a mom or wanting to get married or not wanting to get married, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, I definitely think that the definition ebbs and flows. And I do think, oh, that's what I was going to say. Why there is a textbook definition of what it means to be a woman. I think that individually that definition or what that means to each woman changes as she gets older and as like her life her evolves. life cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Her life evolves into things that like, Maybe she didn't see coming. Maybe she didn't know it was going to happen. Like not every woman wakes up and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be like Beyonce or I'm going to be Oprah (laughs) or like, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't happen to everyone. If it happened to everybody, they wouldn't be Beyonce or Oprah. So Mm -hmm. like, I think that even for them, like they probably woke up and were like, wow, I didn't think this is how my life was going to be. Like, yeah, I knew, like, I knew I was going to be somebody, but being somebody and then being like, a share or an Oprah or like or Beyonce, like I said, where it's one like everybody just knows you by your name. You don't even have a last name anymore. Like, how mm-hmm. does that impact you as a person? Then how does that impact you as a woman? Because like all of those people, I guess for Oprah, except for Oprah, have been married or have kids or have been like somebody else's partner, and especially in a in a society where like being somebody's wife is a lot of times what you're reduced to. I think that's a very interesting, it can be a very complex like thing to come to terms with, especially as if you are an individual like outside of that relationship or outside of like your job or your career or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which actually kind of leads into like our first big topic of this episode, which is feminism which I know is like the big F word of the year. Well, for the past few years, like I feel like since like, I don't know, like I feel like at one point, like feminism, like second wave feminism, whatever you want to like address it or like however you want to like talk about it, has become like, not necessarily taboo, but definitely has been like kind of like co-opted and corrupted by people who see it as this like taking away like, yeah, like people view it now like it's like, oh, well, if you're a feminist and like you don't like men or, you know, you don't want to be in a relationship with a guy, like you just want to be like a CEO and you're going to be like lonely with your cats when you're older. And it's like, just because I want women to not be treated like shit doesn't mean that I'm like, I hate men. Like those, those, those things aren't mutually exclusive, but it has definitely, we've become a society of it's like, it's either this or that. Like you're either uh, with, you're either with people or you're against them. That. And it really is not that black and white. Like you can hate none of like, it. You is. Can, there is like, black and white. Anymore. Everything is shades of gray. There is no black and white. There like is you can hate how women are treated, and still want to be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> like yeah. those two things aren't like the antithesis of each other. Even though like media and some people on, on especially on the internet, will like portray it like that. Um, and back to definitions, because I do like to get a clear definition before you start talking about how that's not what it is. Um, (laughs) so back to Miriam, according to him, I think it was two men. Um, feminism is a belief in an advocacy of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes expressed especially through organized activity on behalf of women's rights and interests. So pretty much that you agree that women should be treated fairly in jobs, 
in society and life. You know, you shouldn't be like sex trafficked or like held hostage or raped or whatever, you know, whatever. Um, to me, I said that feminism is a belief that women should be able to enjoy the same pay, freedoms, and life advancements as her male counterparts. Um, that she not be reduced simply to her biological aspects, but re respected as a whole person. Um, mm -hmm. Especially, like I said, in today's society, I feel like a lot of what makes a woman is well, whether or not she can have a baby um, or mm -hmm. whether or not she can or wants to have a baby. Because I think, mm -hmm. and I think that's like unfair to women because there are women who literally biologically and physically cannot have children. Mm -hmm. And to tell them- like, tell there is so much more purpose to them in the world than just that. Yes, like, I just think that if you only look at a woman and say whether or not she's, like, going to have sex with you or whether or not I can give you a baby, like, the problem is you, not her. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, there's also, like, like the whole feminism issue in motherhood in general. Like, after you do have the baby, like, it's like you have the baby that you're expected to have. And then so many women, <clears throat> like, you get treated like crap. Like... I can't, I can't even express to you how many people, like, cause Brendan did a lot. Like, well, we had Troy, like he, like he did pretty much everything. And when I was pregnant, he was very good with all of that. Like awesome on forums, trying to read stuff, all that. And I remember looking around at like a lot of like my friends or like just seeing people complain on like Instagram or like, you know, just the internet in general, like, oh, when you're pregnant, like, and then like, this is how your man is like at the hospital. like not helping like he's like acting like it's hard and like he's like sleeping on the couch and like they're like talking crap and like all stuff and like just like not helping they're just like expecting the woman to just do it all and know it all and like all this kind of stuff but like i feel like that's not the case like a feminist man is somebody who like takes care of that sense and says like oh no let me support you so you can have like so you can feel at ease so you can do what you need to do as a woman like so like that role at home like <clears throat> now granted you know um everybody has their their tiffs and their things not everybody's perfect but like in in like an ideal you know the whole perfectly hate that word um but that wonderfully feminist home it would be you know the dad helps out like Okay, you know, mom, sit down for a second, chill out. I'll, I'll, I'll clean the dishes, and doesn't even like ask twice, think twice, just does it. You know what I mean? Like small things like that. Like doesn't expect laundry to be done by a woman. Doesn't expect you know. Mm. Oh well, you, you the kids are crying. You tend to them first. Well, no. I mean, to be dead honest with you, <clears throat> I want to say sixty percent of the time, Brennan's better at tending to the kids when they flip out. Just because, like, I, my ADHD sometimes will take me, like, they, I, I, the stimulation, especially if they both start going, will freak me out. And, like, I have to, like, literally put my AirPods in, like, try to tune everything out and, like, try to calm down before I can even tend to them. He doesn't have that same type of experience. So he would just, like, walk in and be like, what's going on? <laughs> so, like, I feel like it's definitely, like, one of those things where you can't place you can't place these specific little bullet points under your gender and say, okay, you know, well, like, because I'm a woman, I have to do this, this, and this, and I have to react this, this, and this way. No, 
it should be based off of the energetic level of like femininity within you. So like we all have that masculine side, the feminine side. Everybody has it. We all have it because we both have testosterone and like estrogen and all that kind of stuff. So we both have all of this. That's why some men are just super like, for lack of better terms, manly. They're just that really simple, basic. There's not much more there than that. And there's other men that are like really deep and passionate and all this like emotion. And they're really connected to that side, that feminine side to, of them. They're nurturers. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. We all, that's some, some women are super just straightforward, generic. That's who they are. They have a lot of masculine energy. Like what they tell you is what it is. Like there's nothing underlying that. A lot of other women are like, oh man, you know. So you find balance between all of that. So like it works, you know, when you have a, a masculine woman with a fem more feminine type of guy or in relationship when you can flip flop between those energies, know when to pull and, and receive different energies. You know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. allowing that space to like <clears throat> this morning I messed up and I, I, I like Brennan was trying to teach Troy something and I got over overbearing with it. And like, he's not listening to you. Cause like I was just overwhelmed and all this kind of stuff. And he was like in this really like Zen teachy nurturing space. And he was just like, why? But I was in a really aggressive state at that moment. So like, should I have been around the kids? No, I should have walked out of the room and just like, let him have that moment and like gone and like done the dishes, something aggressive to get my energy out. Right. I mean, this is totally pulling left field with like all of this, but you know, I just think that I just think that the masculine feminine energy thing is just a big, a big like bullet point right under that like feminism topic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because that's why feminism even existed, because there's women out there with, with more drive, more more en masculine energy to go like be in that workplace to 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 do the thing to want to multitask to want to go out there you know what i mean like and then there's so i don't know would do you say would you say that you have a de definition of what it feminism means to you oh is that what i supposed to <clears throat> answer no well no i was just was asking because oh. i gave my definition so i'm just saying like do you feel like you have a set definition of i what would it means say to you, or it's not going to be as perfect as yours and as far as like you know sounding like a textbook, but I would say that. <clears throat> I'm so sorry for my phlegm. It's so gross, guys. Podcasts, what fail. <laughs> um, but I would say it's just like the support of like what a woman wants, mm. like truly mm. wants. Like just nothing more, nothing less. Like support what that woman wants and her needs because like not every woman wants the same thing. Not every woman is in the workforce like with men and want equal pay. So it's not feminism to me. Yes, that's feminism for another woman. Not every woman wants an abortion. Some women do. But each one deserves to have that choice. So there's like a lot of different things where it's just like feminism. To me, it's just as simple as it is. You support what that woman wants. Her desires. Her intuition. Yeah. Her dreams. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Wow. Um, no, I like, I definitely agree. I definitely think that like, especially now there's so much, 
don't want to say hate, but just so much like negativity around the word feminist or like feminism or like even bringing up like equal pay, like for the longest time, like that was legally not a thing that was addressed. And then even now, like they're discussing this kind of on topic, but not like even now the Supreme Court is literally going to overturn affirmative action. Like even when you fight for something and you get it, like there's no guarantee that it's something that will be upheld by everyone else around you. So mm-hmm. like, I really do agree with the fact that feminism being more like what works for that individual woman. Cause at the end of the day, like if you're relying on some oversweeping or overarching, like legal or like societal, like boundary to keep you in line with being a feminist or being like with in line of being, you know, feminist leaning or whatever, like it's never going to happen because there's always going to be people who just think that all women are, like I said, all women are good for is to have a baby or, you know, all the, or to be a secretary or a nurse or a teacher. And that's not to knock nurses or teachers. I have, my grandmother was a teacher and my mom is a nurse, like not knocking it at all, (laughs) but I don't want to be either one of those things. Like, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I have been a teacher, like in a sense, I was a teacher's assistant before. And while I did enjoy it, like, I think it's ironic that it's a male or woman dominated field considering the amount of work and the amount of like just effort politically that goes into being a teacher. Like you're, you have to. Also dealing with children. So nurturing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is like the male teachers were just as good as the female teachers. It did not matter. Like, Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the problem. That's a problem, especially we have in America. Is like there should be an equal amount of female and male teachers. Like there are male kids and there are boy kids in the classroom. Yeah. So why not have somebody that you can look up to or someone who understands who you are from that perspective? Like if every teacher you ever have is a woman, mm-hmm. like you don't get to see the other side or that you don't get to see it explained from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite teacher in high school was a man. Mm-hmm. Like same, same. I don't. Most I don't, of my favorite teachers were men. Yeah. Like, and they were all very just chill and nurturing and like high feminine energy. If you really think about it, they were like that vibe. Yeah. And I don't think that like you should be pushed away from an industry and occupation because of your gender. Like, I just think that doesn't make any sense, but you still have like, even if you look at like STEM careers, it is still categorically a male dominated area. Like I literally saw something on Reddit the other day where some girl posted a picture and she was like at some like IT conference or coder conference, whatever it was. And some guy commented on it. And first of all, called her sweet cheeks. So you've already, you're already demeaning. And then second oh of all, God. was like, you're not a real coder because you're a woman. I'm sorry, but literally women are the reason that we went to fucking space. Like, I don't think people understand that women have literally been involved in most major and like advancements in society. Like, hmm. I don't, I think it's, I think men, not all men, I'm not gonna be that woman. I think that, but I do think there are some <laughs> There are, I don't I don't need that group of people coming after me. Um I do think there are I'm going to call me that anyway, so whatever. Um 
And then I'm going to say something bad about women and they're going to call me a woman hater. So anyway, <laughs> don't care. Um, I said what I said. Um, <laughs> I think that there are definitely men who feel like if women are involved or allowed to be in these spaces, then I am no longer adequate. And I think that says more about the man than it does about the woman. Because like, mm -hmm. if you think if you're only here because you know such and such or because you have a dick, then you don't need to be here. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, what are like, you don't bring anything to the table then. Like, because nine times out of 10, and this is where the feminists are going to rally behind me, but nine times out of 10, like if a woman is in the same position as a man, she had to work harder to get there. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not talking about like, you're like, I'm not talking about being in this, as much as I like, am almost sound like redundant or whatever to say this but like i'm not talking about being a nurse or even being a teacher because those are normally just qualifications i mean like if you're the ceo of a company or if you're like the head it or the head systems engine system like administrator or engineer or like developer or whatever any kind of eo <laughs> yeah or like you're the chief of like finances or what or like the coo like you didn't just oh, get yeah, any kind of Whatever. That's Whatever. what I meant. Like CFO, CEO. If you work in a C-suite position, we'll put it All like that. that. Yes. Yes. Then like you had to, you had to work your ass off to get there. Like you didn't know, you didn't happen to just know somebody who golfed with your dad at the country club. And now all of a sudden you're like a senior partner. Like that's just not how it normally works. And I know that's not as common as it used to be, but there are still a lot of men who are like, oh, I don't have to worry about anything because my dad knows such and such and I'll just call him and he'll give me a job. And then three years, I'll somehow have stumbled my way into like mid-management, even though I can't tie my fucking shoes. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, I, I support you giving opportunities to your children, but I do not support mediocrity being continually supported and like applauded like you fucking did something. Mm-hmm. Well, because like, it just takes away the opportunity for the person who does deserve it. That's the only problem. Yes. And, it, and, it, and, and he it would actually benefit the company. Mm -hmm. And then it just creates a complacent individual. You're not helping your child in any way by doing that for them. And then you end up with husbands who can't fucking do the laundry. Or, like, wash <laughs> dishes. Or, like, consider watching their own children babysitting. And then you wonder why people get tired of, like, living with these men. It's because they're not men. They're fucking children. I'm on a, that like obviously is a little bit of a tangent, but like I just like I and and it's not even like my situation, but just like being on the internet and seeing so many people complain about things like, you know, my husband doesn't do this or like my wife doesn't do that, and then you get the into the nitty gritty and it's like the wife's working you know forty hours or fifty hours a week, she's taking care of the kids, she's doing the laundry, she's cooking dinner, and you're mad that you're not having sex more than once a week. Well, what are you mm -hmm. doing to make it so that there's time for sex? Nothing. Oh my gosh. Word for word, word <laughs> for word agree with that. Like, like, actually, no, I love that because like after we had Rowan, there was definitely like less time. Like Brennan was working a lot more and like he was depressed. I was depressed. It just was like a, a whole thing. And like, I definitely feel like I said that. Like I'm dead serious. I ended up saying that at one point because like the dishes were like, completely a mess for like two days and i just like couldn't do them and he was he was like trying to like be all you know Ooh. and i was like are you kidding me are you kidding me like if you would have just done the dishes i would have hopped on you hopped on you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So like, yes, I 100% agree with that. It's those little teeny tiny efforts that just like take it to the next level, like 100%. They just show a small smidge of that support and like say like, I know that you're more than this and like, like you deserve like this. And then look what kind of reward you get. (laughs) Yeah. So... And I think, and I even like connecting this all like full circle back to feminism, I think, and a lot, I mean, you, again, this is like, you can see this on different pockets of the internet. Like, I think feminism as a, in a way has emboldened women to be more like, I don't need you. Like I have a job. I can pay for the lifestyle I have. I can pay for the children I have. And if you don't agree, or if you don't like meet me as my equal, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, everybody wants a partnership. Well, most people want a partnership. And if you can't be my equal partner, then I don't need you to be here and I'll find someone else who will. And mm-hmm. I think in a sense, like we spent a generation or more of, of teaching girls slash women, you don't need a man. And not in a like fuck men way, but more in a just like, you don't need somebody to take care of you. Like you can take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, you can go travel by yourself. You can go to school. You can get into a STEM career. Like you can do something that's not just some like menial or no brain based position. Like you don't, you can do whatever you want. Whereas, and we can do a whole episode on this. Whereas like, we have not taught men how to deal with that. Because for the longest Ooh. time- Like, for the longest time, I know, for the longest Mm. time, like, the the path for being a man, a man in society was very simple. You were born, you went to school, you got a good job, and some some woman, no matter what, would marry you because in order to do anything in society, she needed to have a husband. Mm -hmm. So as long as you had a job that paid enough. And back in the day, that could just meant that you were like general manager at McDonald's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like as long as you had a job that paid enough to like have a house and a couple of kids, nobody cared. But now mm-hmm. like it is required of you to be more, to do more and to bring more. And I'm not mm-hmm. like, and I hate to say like bring whatever you bring to the table, but in this case, what do you bring to the table? Like, mm-hmm. If I can pay for my own bills, if I can buy my own house, and if I can take care of a kid by myself, like, what do I need you for? If you're not also, like, helping me in some way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need you to pay my bills. I don't need you to, like, and I don't mean that And like, I want to be single for the rest of my life. But, like, there's so many No, I'm laughing because I agree. (laughs) There's just so many people in relationships (laughs) where it's just, like, you're you're taking care of another person. Like, you're not even in a relationship. You're literally, they're like a second parent to this person. Uh-huh. And sometimes that's because their own parents didn't do, didn't help them grow or didn't help them in whatever sense. And other times it's because they just have never had anyone ask them to do more. Uh-huh. Like, and that's two very different scenarios. One you can work with and one you cannot. And you can, like, you know, extrapolate which that is from your own experiences. But, <laughs> like, I think that we now have to focus on creating or building men into men and not some like macho or like aggressive based version of that. I mean, somebody who can sit down, have an irrational conversation about emotions, about how you want to raise a family, about being in a, in a relationship, partnership, like the fundamentals of being with another human being. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I'm sorry that it's no longer enough for you to just be good looking and have money to find a wife. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know, and I and I don't know at what point it became this like disconnect or this like misunderstanding of what women are looking for or what men want, women want. But like, I mean, Mel Gibson did a mo- literally did a movie about what women want, where he could hear the minds of women, and all of a sudden he could understand women. But it's like it's not that complicated. Like you don't have to hear her inner thoughts. Mm-hmm. To know when you're being an asshole, or to mm-hmm. know when you're being sexist, like you you know that, and like sometimes it's just people choosing not to believe it or not like choosing not to understand. I mean, mm-hmm. like really ignorant, and I think that the minute or like, just genuinely believing it, there's so much I have seen <laughs> online recently that I really wish I have not. Like there are same. men. Oh my god, same. There are men out there. I gotta there, stop reading comments. I know. There are it's men like out there who, hate people. who think that women can control their periods and their flows. There are men out there <laughs> who think that boob size is co- like directly connected to how much saturated fat you have in your diet. There are men out there who think that it is okay to cheat on a woman because that's their God-given right as a man. There are men who think that p- women's vaginas somehow get bigger because they take they have had sex with more people. <laughs> there are literally men who believe that women enjoy childbirth so much that it's an orgasmic experience. Now, I've never had a baby, but I can guarantee fucking to you, I'm not going to be like orgasming on a fucking the table as I'm literally being ripped in half. I will, okay. I will say it's not, it's not, I will say it's not like that, but I can say if you have your epidural done properly, depending on the situation, it can be like spiritual in the same sense as how you feel when you orgasm, if that makes sense. So I can instance, understand that, but I'm not, that's not even, I'm like, I mean, a real honest to God, oh my God, I'm coming moment as you're pushing out a baby. That's oh what people, yeah, that's no, what, no, I don't know about that's all what, that. You know, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That. That's what I'm saying. Like the fact that you're saying that about an experience that some women have literally died from makes zero sense. And then you wonder why you don't have a girlfriend or a wife because you don't even understand biology. Like you don't even understand the basics. So why would I trust you to put your dick inside of me? Like, you probably be like, ping, 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 ping. Just wriggle that one. That is As that, Troy would do. <laughs> <laughs> we told him to go after he drinks his milk. <laughs> It's so cute. But yeah, mm. that was my that was my internet slash tangent <laughs> on feminism of the moment. Like it's just like I just keep seeing so much of it. I'm just like, I don't get it. Like when did it become so bad? Mm-hmm. But this is what happens when you tell like get rid of abortions and you get rid of sex ed and you kind of like you don't teach either in either sex. Like there's women who don't know anything about their body either. Like girl. Do you know who had to teach me more about my body than me? Freaking Brandon. 
Do you know what my kind of, I went to Catholic school my whole life. Do you know what my sex education was? The Lord says not to have sex. Only when you're married to have a baby. God bless you. No robbers because you're not having sex. Like, it was horrible. And like, I have no idea. Brendan learned everything in depth. He said his sex ed teacher was like the coolest person ever because she was like the one person. Shout out to this woman who ever taught him this. She was like the one person because she separated the boys from the girls and then taught them separate so they wouldn't feel weird in front of each other. He's like, it was the like most non-weird like class, like the weirdest class you would think you'd have. She was like able to make it so comfortable for everybody and still be very like scientific and like specific and everything. But she just like was able to to teach the kids. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is the problem. You have some schools that have teachers like that. And then you got schools like mine. No wonder we have a sex pandemic of issues. Like, yeah, I don't. At what age are you even supposed to learn that stuff? Because he learned his in like fourth grade. Well, I'd say that you should learn it around puberty. So, like fourth grade, fifth grade would be ideal. I feel like I'm um, was like sixth grade, but maybe I don't know. I think it's. I think it it's weird too because like people already like there there are people who feel like talking about sex and talking about sex ed is like pushing them to do something or pushing them to be sexually active, even though them themselves were like sexually active at that age, not necessarily fourth or fifth grade, but like you know late middle school or like high school depending on your age or whatever. Um, and I think it's just ironic that, like, then they have kids and all of a sudden they're Puritans. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get the kids? <laughs> like, they didn't, they're like, you, they didn't just, like, show up on your doorstep, like, have a Grinch till Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. I, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, like, it doesn't make any sense. But, like, and then you get mad if your child comes home at 16 and says, hey, mom, I'm having a kid. Mm-hmm. But you never taught them anything. Mm-hmm. You never told them this was wrong. You never told them this wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. But you just or said just you don't have to be safe. Like right. You just said okay, what the consequences will be. Like it's just it's 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 the whole like, you know, you, you want what you can't have. So it's like you tell your kids you don't have don't don't do that. Yeah. What are they gonna want to do? They're gonna be like, Yeah, I wanna do that. It's exactly what they do. I mean, you see it with a three-year-old and like don't touch, you know, don't touch that, don't touch that. He walked out of the room. What are they touching when you come back? What did they break? Uh-oh. He walked yeah. downstairs. What the hell? I told you not to touch it. Yeah. Of course they're going to want to touch it. Because you for- strictly forbade them from doing it. Yeah. Exactly. So, of course, the kids are going go, to go for the fruit, you know? It's just how it goes. Especially when it's spewed in their face and songs and TV, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. There is no, like, when we were young and, like, like all the explicit stuff, you had to, like, pay for that. Pay per view, man. <laughs> you had to pay. Like, I remember, like, flipping me and Nadine, my uh, friend from growing up, we would click through the channels and uh, 
I had direct TV at the time. So we have a flip through the channels and had like a thousand channels. But if you got really up there to the higher channels, it was all like XXX, like, like sexy TV. girls on the beach. Yeah. Like great, all kinds of stuff. And we would like go through all the titles and be like, oh, look at that title. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I knew it showed up on your, I wasn't stupid. I knew it showed up on your bill. Your bill. So, yeah, I was not going to click anything. <laughs> I guess mm. relating back to like my previous point of like feminism, like creating this kind of like dichotomy or this like division between men and women. Like, would you say overall that like feminism has been good or bad for society? Neutral, I'd say. I mean, there's a balance. Like there's, yeah. there's reasons it's good and there's reasons it's bad. Um, yeah. I think that it's all about who it, like you said, kind of like who's projecting it. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of women who make it, there's a lot of women who make it anti-men. Yeah. Like that's, that's the reason men feel attacked because it's, mm -hmm. it wasn't, it stopped becoming about equality and, and about just demonizing a man for being what he was mm -hmm. and not changing. And like you said, nobody gave anybody the tools to change and still nobody only now it's like our generation people you know 35 and below are starting to really take this in of like nurture your sons mm -hmm. <laughs> like treat them like they have emotions stop telling them to to rub some dirt in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also know the balance with your women we don't always tell our girls now we don't coddle our little girls now either sometimes we tell our girls to rub some dirt in it so it's about like understanding your child and just connecting that with that single child as a person because if you want a man and a woman to be able to connect as single adults as human beings that then you have to do it with your child first so like recognizing the individual needs of your child rowan is way more aggressive less like like He doesn't need as much like verbal nurturing, whereas Troy's mm -hmm. different. Troy likes to be talked to. He's a Cancer Moon, so he has that like very emotional energy. He's, he, he, he enjoys that. He enjoys that. He connects with that. He's if I'm crying, he'll come immediately over. Are you okay? Are you sad? Like he he knows what that like he knows, mm -hmm. and then and then like he'll try to like you know kind of like nurture me. Ron could give two shits. Ron will come over and be like. <laughs> And just try to make me laugh but that could be his like just way of trying to change the situation like he's the entertainer he's the more of just like the, the ball of energy you know what i mean in the sense of like mm -hmm. that masculine drive of like let's just get her out of the mood hey, hey let's have some fun mom you know what i mean and so like it's just very interesting to, to from from birth that's how they both were and so i truly think that you know if we start now with nurturing our sons and teaching our sons, like you can be and have the same feelings as your girl counterparts. You know what I mean? If yeah. Adriana's crying about her scuffed knee, you too can cry about your scuffed knee. Because guess what? They're yeah. both scuffed skin. It's an equal thing. You're sitting here like, why are you not allowed to cry? But she is. That makes no sense. So I think it's all about starting at the root you know, and allowing that to grow from there. And then there will be men that will be able to 
work with those women of the strong energy and it wouldn't be it won't be so demeaning i mean you can already kind of see it i mean as much as like they drive me insane because they're all so weird but like gen z definitely is getting better with that like there are kids that are they're just more tolerant of everything you know what i mean they're just like they are. I mean, that's all I have to say is they're more tolerant of so much. Yeah, they're weird and they do all the weird things that they do and have their language that they have and sus and whatever else that all that stuff is. But like they are tolerant as hell for the most part. So maybe the, maybe the parents, you know, in their 40s are the ones who really started it. But like somewhere along the line, somebody allowed space for people to have feelings, other like mm -hmm. their sons to mm -hmm. have feelings and their daughters to have other types of desires and now the the issue is the generations that are angry about the change and like that's that's more so the issue is it's the grandpas it's the grandpas it's the people who are like the older generations that are like no 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 no, no. like what are you doing like you can't change gender roles what are you talking about that's not going to work you know and then trying to change the thought process of the people who already have their mindset on what they want and, and stuff like that and like when it comes from people that you're surrounding yourself with and and like they are pushing their their opinions on you and and you know your opinion it it doesn't negate the fact that it hurts and it's frustrating and it's confusing when they try to still push their opinions on you right so yeah. then there's that's where i feel like there's a lot of like that that kind of like almost like walking backwards in the sense of some kids aren't as tolerant because they're still being submerged in like that type of space where it's yucky energy and like yeah they might see that their peers accept like a gay person but they might still like feel some type of way because they can't get that one person in their family or that they you know that one person that means something to them they can't get that voice out of their heads, so they sit there and they fight that voice for, like about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then that's what continues to create that that um, like prejudice. Because I like that word better because it covers everything, like all the different sectors. And so that's what continues to create that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's where I leave off. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> I agree. I think, and I think it's kind of ironic that like it's our generation and younger that are kind of coming to terms with this and teaching our children something different when we literally were, in a sense, the gener like the children of the the hippies. Like right. y'all were out getting high, doing but various. That's the reason that's the reason we're the generation that's doing this though is because they yeah. break the mold, but they were stuck. And I see it, I see it, I see it with all of them. Because like, I grew up being close with my parents and all of their friends, my aunts, my uncles, like I love that generation. But, and I can see where they have this desire to want to understand, but then there's that, they're still stuck because they're just old now. You know what I mean? They're, they're still yeah. gonna, they're gonna stay, there's a plateau at some point. So they peaked, you know, they were like, yeah, we're gonna fight for this. And then the plateau and then they all had kids and just started like settling down and whatever and then the kids had to take the lead and so yeah. you know each generation I feel like 
sets breaks the mold for something else for their younger generation like uh, like our kids are probably going to figure out climate change crap you know what i mean because like we've been talking about that forever it's like our kids or our grandkids are probably going to figure that shit out so like stuff out hopefully you're gonna have to beat that (laughs) i was earlier you're gonna have to beat (laughs) i guess maybe i don't yeah y'all wanted organic and raw this is us I'll be put on YouTube, not on the actual podcast, whatever. Um, I think, like, just going back to kind of what I was saying earlier, I think that, like, until we all are kind of, like, on the same page, this divide and this, like, and, and like, even I've talked to my boyfriend about this, too, like, there's such a large group of men who just feel like disenfranchised and dis like connected from society. And until we really can understand how to like address it the same way that we've addressed like racism and feminine, like feminist wave number two and like um, gay rights and, you know, every other mm-hmm. like change in civil liberties that we've had in the past, I don't know, 60 years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 60 years or so. Like, we're going to continue to be in the same cycle. Because, like, you were able to embolden women. You were able to embolden, like, people of color. You were able to embolden, um, like, people who, like, gay gay individuals, be it men or women. So, like, the next thing is just to embolden men in general. And I know that that's such against Ooh! the like... Oh, my God. I love what you're saying right now. I'm so sorry. But I, as a mother of sons, like, oh, my God, I love that you're saying this because... It is so true because Brendan has said to me so many times, he's like, honestly, Stephanie, like, because he grew up very poor, like, he had had zero privilege, even, like, like, he doesn't have a lick of privilege, right? So he's always like, ah, like, I do not fall under this category of, like, the white man of, like, you know, this. And he's like, I've had to fight for every single thing, and it's really hard because all I feel is demonized by everybody, and I don't do anything. And like all I want to do, like I, I believe in all of the things, I support everybody, but I don't understand why everyone's hating me. And like that's so true. Like that's all he says. I don't understand why everyone's hating me because we are clumping them all together. It's just such a shame. And then all these men are afraid, like you just said, to come and try to find themselves and reinvent themselves and connect themselves to society because everyone's damning them and 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 yeah. shaming them essentially. And. I We're doing unto them what they did unto us, but now what? <laughs> and I, I guess part of me, yes, well, I, I agree to that to like 90% of an extent. I and love you. Other, Bring it on. <laughs> and then the other 10%, I'm like, no matter what, if you, and this is, and then again, this is also coming from my own place of bias as being a black woman. Okay. I mean, so yeah, that I wanna, like they, you still can't equate those two together though. Yeah, but I do want to put that out there yeah. because I think that people make very generalized and broad statements without especially in people people in communities of color like without addressing the fact that they do have to have their own biases and their own um what do you call it um like stereotypes or their own like already perceived notions so like while i do agree with that I also think that even if you have not necessarily been a 100% willing and like beneficial party to the patriarchy, as a white male, there are definitely things that you have experienced 
or things that you have been able to do that other people will not ever have the chance to do without some kind of backlash. Like, mm -hmm. I think that, yes, there's that. I'm not, and I'm like, I definitely think that money is an equalizer for all people. Um, and that, but even, I, but even, in, especially in this country, poor white people still consider themselves in some places, let me put modifiers on this, mm -hmm. still consider themselves better than black people. Yeah. Like you could live in the same trailer park, but as long as you're not black, then, oh, well, I'm better than you. Like wow. when they talk about the criminals and people on welfare and like the single moms, they're not talking about me and my family. They're talking about those people mm -hmm. because like it doesn't, it doesn't affect because to them being white is just as good as being rich. Mm -hmm. And that's See, now you're just talking real southern shit, right? Stop right there. <laughs> like, because I, I feel is, like that's just not as common. It's not north. as common in the Up north, there. mainly because there's a lot more people in the north of various socioeconomic backgrounds who are of different colors. Mm -hmm. Because you, it was the birth. I hate to say the birthplace, but it really was a cradle of industrialization. So, like that is why the yeah. south is still, in some places, extremely and utterly racist. Because you had people who were working on farms. You still have people who are working on farms. And if your only like source of income is being a farmhand or working on a farm, like your chances of getting into that upward, upward mobility of like socioeconomic classes does not exist in the same way. It's somebody who's able to go and get a job or a degree and be a manufacturer or work at a power plant or work at a, you know, mm -hmm. like a paper mill somewhere. Like... Or go work at DuPont. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those companies like don't exist in the same way in the South. Like Delaware is like one of the smallest states and it had one of the biggest Fortune 500 companies in the country. In the country. Mm -hmm. Like there are people who worked at DuPont who are still talking about how good their pension is. And it's 2023. Mm -hmm. Like that's not even a thing for some of these companies. So, like, I think it does, I think that there is a real difference in terms of what, like, it's a differentiator in terms of, like, where your bias comes from between the South and the North. Yeah, but it's regional. But even people in up North can be racist and can see, like, yeah. oh, well, you know, um, like, I remember, and this is kind of also alluding to, like, my second part of this conversation, but I remember in, like, middle school. I hit puberty. I had boobs. Like I still have bigger boobs than most people. And I, there was a guy in my class who was like always making comments about it, always just being super like unnecessarily sexual and just not appropriate. And I went and told one of the like administrators, somebody who I thought was like, could see it from my point of view, understood what I was coming right. from. And I even brought a friend with me. Both of us were black women. And the first thing he said to me was, okay, well, what have you done to provoke him? Sir, I'm in fucking, I'm not even, like, I am literally in middle school. I didn't provoke him to do anything. Like, I don't even, at that point, I didn't even know what that meant. 
Right. And like, but if it was the guy coming as an educator, he should know that that child is learning that at home and then treating women like girls in his class inappropriately. That's how that works. Yeah. There's no provoking happening. And like the fact that that's what you said to me and not only me, but also the other girl who's sitting here next to me. Mm -hmm. It's so demeaning. And then this, like, this is why you, how you build women into like not reporting sexual assaults or even men, because you create this, this like false narrative, like, oh, well, if something happens to you, it's because you wore something you weren't supposed to be wearing or you said something you weren't supposed to say, or you did something you weren't supposed to do, but like, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. And I like, I will, I will never forget that moment. Cause I just remember sitting there like, how incredibly fucking rude. Like, I literally don't do anything. I'm trying to do my work. I'm trying to, like, get done whatever needs to get done in this class. And your response to me is, well, what were you wearing? Or, like, well, you know, maybe you should cover up more. Maybe you should kiss my ass. Like, that's just fucking bullshit. Like, that is so, like, and it's so demeaning as somebody who doesn't even know who they are sexually to be sexualized. Mm. Mm. Like, and that happens to so many women. I mean, and, oh, I'm yeah. gonna, and I'm not going to say it doesn't happen to men either, but it definitely happens more to women. Where, like, you are at, at an age where you don't even have a sexual identity of any sort. Mm-hmm. And you're being sexualized to the point of, like, oh, well, you can't wear this, and you can't do that, and you can't say this, and you should stand this way, and you shouldn't stand that way, and don't give them the wrong be- idea. Like, don't Literally, like, don't. when your tits come in all of a sudden everyone starts telling you what you can and cannot do. Like literally your tits. And God forbid. Oh no, you can't wear that. Oh no. Now your skirt's too short. Oh no. This, that, and the other, like what? And God forbid we just teach people. And I'm going to use people and like specifically and on purpose, God forbid we teach people to be rational and just like decent human beings. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to, like I said, my definition of feminism, where you're not reduced to your biological like aspects. Like it's just demeaning, and especially when you're doing it to people who are literally just trying to get an education, or just trying to do their job, or are just trying to like get something done in, in whatever environment they're in. And I think that, and that's why I did say people, because I think that it can happen to men at work too. Like my boyfriend has like my boyfriend has give like given examples of things that happen in his workplace where it's like that is so incredibly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And like, but because it's a woman doing it, like a guy's never gonna be like, oh yeah, like this yeah, happens to supposed, me. supposed or, to be like, like, and, like, like and like you're just yeah. supposed to be like fucking flattered that like and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's like thing. I'm not here for that. Like, I'm not getting paid enough to do my job, let alone to do my job and also put up with your bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's just such a, another, just add that to the list of problems that this country has to deal with and, like, needs to overcome. And, another like, double standard. Yeah. And I fucking hate double standards. I truly, <laughs> honestly utterly hate them like i don't know maybe that's my own like inner masculine energy coming out but i do not like it like if you can do it i can do it and maybe it may not be as good as you but like 
just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I can't drive or just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I can't do anything that's like science-based or math-based. Just because I don't like those things, it doesn't mean I can't do it. It means I don't mm-hmm. want to. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I think that there's so many things that we kind of make black and white and him and her and hit like them and they that does not have to be so divided that- or labeled. Or labeled or, you know, put into like- We love boxes. to label. We love to label. And that's us as a species. Like, I think that's just part of being human. We like definitive boxes to put things in because it makes it easier to like organize our life and to like exist in those environments and what around those people. But like, that's not what people are. Mm-hmm. And the more we start teaching that and the more we start understanding that, the better we can all like coexist bumper sticker style with all the like different religions. That is and... so funny. I was just thinking about that bumper sticker like <laughs> two days ago. I actually <laughs> I like I should key, get one of those. Do not do that. <laughs> I low key hate that bumper sticker. Like yeah. it just seems so like fake Zen and one with the world. I don't know. It just seems like but it truly do- it like does depict how I feel. Like I'm just like so over everyone. I just want everyone to get along. Like it's so stupid. Just let people like that they like and move on like mind your business like yeah oh i want one that says maybe i can just get one that says and then one below it coexist and then one below it that says mind your business period (laughs) (laughs) that would be a good combo i mean that would that's like really the truth though like that's what it is Mm -hmm. um on that note (laughs) this has been Another a juicy episode, episode. A juicy episode, a scandalous episode, a lot more discussion of sex than I was expecting. So if either either one of our parents are listening to this, please don't. Um, even though this is the end of the episode, but yeah, um, like say, just edit that to the beginning or something. <laughs> um, but my pants again. We will be back next Tuesday um, with probably just as scandalous and as extra of a topic. Um, mm-hmm. and if you have, like I said, any specific comments, concerns, topics you want us to talk about, reach out to us in any way that you can connect people these days and we will see what we can do. I agree. Peace. I don't mean to keep yawning. <laughs> <laughs> it's late, you guys. I feel like I just exerted so much energy. <laughs> this was definitely a deep one. Yeah. This was a deep one. This was a good one though. Yeah. Power to it. Peace I'm to here the people. for it. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Bye.